Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com and it is Monday. We're in the middle of May, May Day out there and I got to tell you the madness continuing everywhere first uh it started last night the, the sun's got absolutely demolished uh, if you watch any of that stuff the uh the lone bright spot in arizona sports they're out uh it was an embarrassing uh performance nonetheless uh it, it is really starting to get ugly and out there uh, this morning driving to work gas now here in arizona in most stations the cheapest gas is now going to start with a five uh the the station here near the office which outside of going to costco you know outside of that uh is one of the cheapest places in my route of things uh, they were at 490 uh unleaded gas futures this morning now remember last week we were talking about 380 390 uh, yeah, we're at $4 wholesale. Uh, and again, remember with crack spreads and all that that we've talked about, uh, we're going to have gas prices well over $5 here. So wherever you are, uh, you're going to start noticing uh, that gas prices, new all-time record highs. Get used to that. Uh, we're going to see that through Memorial Day. I think we'll get a little reprieve in June. Unfortunately, I think the highest prices, Jason, aren't going to happen until July and August. Yeah, I mean, just uh, if you're in northern Colorado and uh, whatever average gas uh, your miles per gallon is, you're spending $15 if you have to go down to Denver for something to come back. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's incredible, Joe, $15 just to drive to Denver and back. That's, yeah, and depending on what you're driving, if if you if it's in a diesel vehicle, it's you're way worse. More than that, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, way worse. Right. It only it, it only gets worse than that. You know, I try not to think of it that way. I'm like, man, okay, let's see. Uh, it takes me two gallons to get to work, two gallons to get home from work. Oh my lord! Right then, you start doing the math. Uh, not to be outdone, wheat futures. Uh, we had some developments already. Wheat futures already at all time highs. It got worse over the weekend. India uh, announced that they will no longer allow for wheat exports to preserve food security in that country. Just to give you an idea, Russia, Ukraine, India now, all of them were in the top ten wheat exporters in the world. Uh, So it has driven the price uh, skyrocketing. We're like at $13, $14 a bushel, uh, and, and it's only getting worse. My wife and I, 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 I try not to go anymore because I just get upset, but we, we went to the store yesterday, uh, to the, uh, the fries, which is Kroger, uh, which is a uh, Kroger's, I forget who it is in, in Colorado, Jason. King Supers. King Super in Colorado, fries here in Arizona. You know, that's the other thing that's so funny is you think they're different. Now, it's, they're all owned by the same people. So Kroger, uh, wow, the price of eggs, incredible. Uh, by the way, uh, that went up again this morning. 
uh, skyrocketing as bird flu uh, continues to decimate the crops. Uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, a dozen eggs jumped 23% in April from March. And I'm going to tell you right now, May, uh, it's even worse. Egg prices uh, are up, I think, 50% from the beginning of the year. 37 million chickens and turkeys uh, have been slaughtered, which is about 10% of the total U.S. bird flock. And it's shaping up to be the worst blue uh, bird flu outbreak ever. Uh, and again, you know, all these perfect little storms, Jason. And remember, we keep circling October. Why October? Why do I keep talking October? Well, there's a bunch of factors. Number one, that's going to be when the harvest is in, right? All the main crops uh, by October have come out, and, and already uh, the USDA cannot lower forecasts fast enough, uh, plus any other factors, the, the amount of inflation that's coming. And, and by that time, I'm assuming China is going to be reopened. Uh, Jason, I think we're going to be staring down the gun of the worst inflation this country's ever seen. Ben Bernanke, really honestly, this is another clown that we've had at the Fed. Remember his big uh, mistake at the Fed? when housing was just a subprime problem. And, oh, no, we don't see any, you know, there's no, you know, maybe there's a little bit of froth in it. It's fine. August of of 07, when interest, think about this, the Fed's funds rate, August 07, five and a quarter. Could you imagine what the stock market would be at if we were at five and a quarter instead of three quarters of a percent? But, I, you know, I digress. Uh, he was out over the weekend. I think he's getting ready to come out with a book, and, and I think that's why uh, we I had to see his ugly face again because uh, I'm beautiful. Uh, he is not. But but he was out saying that it was a mistake. Yes, Jay Powell made a mistake uh, with his inflation call and that the Federal Reserve should have been raising rates earlier, Jason. Yeah, I agree with all that, Joe, but... I'll say this, the one question I think the audience was asking when you went to, to Kroger was, did you see any baby formula there? Well, you know what? I did not go down that aisle this time. <laughs> so I, I, I can't, I'm going to say it wasn't there, but I can't confirm it. I should have. I didn't look. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, Joe and Jason this morning. Uh, and so many uh, things to talk uh, uh, about, uh, Ben Bernanke. You know, the one thing I will say, just like Alan Greenspan, once they kind of leave the foray, they start telling the truth about things. You know, when it comes to inflation, uh, Ben Bernanke said that, yes, the Fed has made a mistake with its transitory comments uh, and... and uh, Missed the window of opportunity to tighten. I mean, these are dramatic things that he said. They missed the window. What he's trying to tell you is, yeah, there's no way out here. One of the reasons they wanted in not fighting inflation, even though that's their job, was they didn't want to shock the market. And that's a real uh, polite way of saying 
Well, we just didn't want Wall Street to go down. You know, we we wanted all of our buddies, all of our billionaire buddies, to be happy with us. And 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 again, they have these mandates. And Jason, the mandates are pretty clear, right? Stable prices, which I guess stable to them is just a little bit of devaluation every year. And full employment. Well, we've been at full employment for a long time. I mean, the unemployment rate's been below 5% for, well, you know, pretty much uh, right around the time Trump was coming out of office as the, and again, the only reason why it got high to begin was he told people he couldn't go to work. Right, and, and really, it should be, should that should that even have counted since we were paying them so much money not to work? Shouldn't have mattered to begin with. Uh, but once again, saving Wall Street is not part of their mandate. But yet, Jason, we tend to find out the vast majority of these quote unquote mistakes after the fact are really for that reason. That's right, Joe. Because those big, huge conglomerate companies, they. Uh... They, uh, they they work hand in hand. They work together, Joe. So you, you got to protect each other. It's not work, you know. They don't worry about the average worker. They worry about uh, how the system. You said how many times the system has to be protected. And big, huge companies are a big, huge part of the system now. And uh, it's it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse, Joe. I mean, that's this is the way it's been. And you say he missed the window. He, hey, they missed the window. I don't know, man. I think they threw the entire U.S. economy right out the window, Joe. Because that's it's, it looks really awful. Every every day is just. It's like a uh, a slow motion crash, right? Yeah, and and, and again, I, I think it's something where uh, you know all of these guys. We always pick from the same litter. You know, if you think about it, uh, we had Greenspan for a really long time. He was the you know the mastro, if you will. Of course, really, uh, what what Greenspan, what history will end up telling us, uh, he was just very fortunate in what they did with Social Security. The only reason why there's no money in Social Security is they spent it all and then got to lie about it, you know, through a, a paperwork gimmick, right, that that, that led us uh, to to make the, the deficits appear much smaller than what they were. If you go back during, you know, remember the Clinton years. Oh, well, there was a few years we had a budget surplus. We had a paper surplus, a fake paper surplus. Uh, but but even then, Greenspan had Bernanke serving under him. Uh, Bernanke had Yellen serving under him. Yellen and 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 Jay Powell served under Yellen, Bernanke, and Greenspan. I mean, we're just picking people of the same cloth over and over and over again, Jason, and somehow expecting to get different results. Yeah, Greenspan's the one, uh, I guess, recent uh, Fed chief that uh, sort of left bef- right before a disaster happens. So you know, now they leave after the disaster, so the new guy can be the hero. I think that's where they started formulating that plan, is because Gre- Greenspan left, and then Bernanke came in, and the whole thing blew up. <laughs> he became that became his his emergency, and I think uh, things are getting so bad that then now they have to have it crash on the guy that's in charge, and then bring the new guy in as as the hero to so- so-called fix it, but. I don't know, Joe. It's uh, you know, the, we've talked about the, uh, the 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 person underneath uh, Jerome Powell. Man, she's uh, she looks like she can turn a disaster and make it worse. 
Yeah, we're talking about Lael Brannard. She's going to be next, and, and I think all of us are going to see things that <laughs> that I hate to say. It was like, man, I never really thought I'd be saying this on the air, but all of that coming. Uh, and, and, and again, you know, uh, last week we had Joey here, and, and he talked a little bit about the cryptocurrencies, and, and we heard from Coinbase. Uh, the exchange here, and it doesn't matter what exchange. I, I think uh, what I'm being told anyway is a lot of people have their crypto held at these exchanges because the passwords are much simpler. I, I don't know, but this is what I'm being told. And, of course, obviously being able to do transactions converting it into dollars to buy things uh, is much easier, but but what we learned is, hey, if the exchange goes under, uh, you lose all of your crypto. And, and people are lulled into this false sense of security, Jason, that here in the United States somehow uh, we're immune to this. And and I bring it up. We have a commercial that runs on, on uh, 1360 in, in Colorado uh, where I explain that the courts, you know, what banking law really is. Banking law is very similar to what's happening or potentially could happen to you in crypto. It just is a matter of whether or not they want to do it. Uh, uh, I, we talk about, we have another commercial about Social Security. Now, Social Security is a U.S. thing. So that's actually been settled by the Supreme Court. right? The Supreme Court ruled, hey, your Social Security money, think about this. Think, think about if you're, I don't know, 60. And, and let's just say you had started working since you were 20. Well, that means the government has taken part of your paycheck Every single week, week after week, for 40 years. Well, let's just say, unfortunately, you passed away and you never got to use that money, which is, you know, technically, you think they want you to believe it's yours. Well, the Supreme Court ruled, hey, those are not property rights. In other words, you don't get to give it to somebody else if you don't use it. Matter of fact, the Supreme Court went a step further and said not only are they not property rights, you know what? In our view, it's really just a tax. So technically, the government doesn't have to pay you at all, which was the case in back in the McCarthy era where... A, a person that had migrated, immigrated to the United States, had been paying into the Social Security system for almost 20 years. He got deported because he was, quote-unquote, a communist. So he sued. And this was part of the Supreme Court's ruling that, hey, you know what? Eh, we think it's a tax. If the government pays you, great. If they don't pay you, they don't have to. You don't, you're not entitled to anything. Well, when it comes to your savings, a lot of people have this misconception 
that, well, we've got an FDIC insurance, which now stands at $250,000. And isn't it ironic, during the financial crisis, Jason, that they, they jumped that number to 250000 I want to say it was 100000 Now they say 250000 They could tell us a million. I don't know why they don't. Why'd you just say a million? Because they already know they don't have the money to actually pay it. Now they could pay Schmuckatelli Bank, right, in, in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. If that bank goes under, they've got it. But we're, most people have their money, and we've said it here over and over and over again. 90% of all deposits are in the 10 largest banks of this country. And it actually may, that, that's an old number, right? That's like three or four years old now. So it could be 91, 92% by now. But so people know, first of all, the law that determined whether or not you own your money or not was actually not from the United States. It was a court case in England which then got adapted into the banking laws of the new world, if you will. And it all had to do with actually who owns the money and how it really works. There's a contract involved. And when you sign up for a bank and you sign here and initial here and click OK and do the, essentially you're doing a couple of things. Number one, you're agreeing that you're going to give ownership of your money to the bank. That's the first thing you're agreeing to. Now, the bank is agreeing to make that money available to you when you request it. Of course, that's only valid unless there is uh, some form of emergency where they just decide, hey, we're not going to let you do things a la Greece. But then they go a step further and they want you to believe that your money, hey, we have this FDIC. It's insured for 250000 right? You know, insurance sounds good. And, of course, we know they don't have anywhere close. They don't even have $150 billion in this fund, by the way, just so you know. I mean, just take, pick up at J.P. Morgan. Uh, what do they got? $2 trillion of insured deposits. See, the math just doesn't work because they know inside of this, at any point in time, the rules already exist. And this is the point I think a lot of people get upset about. Because, Jason, they believe that there's been some big vote in Congress and that they would be aware of these things. And that's really not how it works. Most of this is regulated through these uh, entities inside the government. Oh, you, Here's the greatest example. The new Ministry of Truth that was formed under the Department of Homeland Security. There was no vote in Congress on that. The same thing happens here when it comes to your bank accounts. And especially now after, this is the part that really stings, after the financial crisis, people got mad. 
because they bailed out all of the banks. And, and, and I want people to, I want everyone to understand. They bailed them all out. And really waited to the biggest of the big. And then said, okay, we gotta step in. And, and I'm not even arguing whether or not that was the right thing or the wrong thing to do. They bailed them all out. And then they said, you know what? Man, that really put our government at risk. Because it was getting so bad, this thing would have been, the bailout would have been so massive that they decided to strengthen these little rules that you don't know anything about. That essentially now when these banks go under, when it happens again, because it's going to happen again, because they didn't fix it. The solution was make banks small enough to where they weren't going to be a risk to one another. That didn't happen. Instead, now, when these banks go under the next time, there's not going to be a bailout. Instead, there's going to be a board. We're going to talk about what this board is going to do and what it means to your bank account and how similar is your bank account to what happened with the crypto markets last week. We'll talk about that next Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and uh, today we're kind of talking about you know last week. What brought this up? Uh, you go out to I want to give credit here, uh, bombthrower dot com, uh, if you want to find out uh, more information. But we we're talking last week about crypto, uh, and crypto had a tough week, and, and Coinbase, which is the largest server here in the United, by far in the U.S. Their CEO, after their horrible earnings, said, hey, by the way, if we go bankrupt, you don't get nothing. So, you know, and I give the guy credit. At least he told the truth. He said, hey, all the money in your wallet, that's going to be gone. But is that really any different than our bank accounts? And and one of the things uh, that I want to point, just, just in the last year or two, about this in Canada having the wrong political view to get your bank account seized right remember what they did to the truckers there just no court they didn't go to court no judge ruled the government just told the bank here's the names freeze their accounts and guess what the bank did it how about what we're doing with Russia We're just out there seizing foreign reserves of sovereign nations. Those are facts. European banks, and really probably most banks, are are freezing the assets right of the what they're calling the Russian oligarchs. Well, we don't you know what we don't like your country. We don't like the president. Uh, You make money in that country. We're going to seize your accounts. And again. How much further of a, of a reach is it to be like they're going to do the same thing here? Of course they are. This is something where when you look, especially just going back from the financial crisis, Jason, they use that crisis. And really, go back to 9-11 even. Really, the Patriot Act really started a lot of this. right? You know, remember, 
Uh, man, if you got more than ten thousand dollars, you're you're a terrorist, right? You're a drug dealer. You're 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 you name. It. You're just an all around bad person. And every piece of legislation after that has become another attack, another reason why. Hey, we've changed the laws that most Americans wouldn't believe to be true, but simply are. Which is the government tells the bank to freeze your account, Jason. They're going to freeze it. Yeah, even things that were considered normal or uh, secure are becoming less normal, less secure. I mean, uh, neutral countries, Joe, like Switzerland, suddenly are no longer neutral. They're going to start doing the same thing. Hey, you know, wasn't that one of the places you could keep safe gold, you know, keep safe monies, accounts, uh, you know, because they were neutral? So there's, you know, they're also showing that there's very few places to go hide from this thing, Joe. They're showing you that there's nowhere you can go to escape this system. You know, you're, you're just going to have to give up your uh, your privacy, and uh, you're going to give up your control of your assets. You're going to have to do what we want you to do, Joe. It's every single day. You know, the baby formula thing to me, Joe, with that company, what was it, Abbott, that shut down just conveniently at that time, Makes me feel like uh, they, they're just testing to see how people react when something very, very important is out. Because I mean, if toilet paper is short, Joe, what do you go? You go to Kleenex, right? Or you go to some other paper? You're just, if if, if uh, beef was was uh, suddenly short, you go to pork, right? There's there are so-called options, but with the baby formula thing, Joe, I think they're really testing. And then, well, what what do you do? What, what how 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 many uh, miles will a mom drive to get the baby formula? That they're they're seeing. As they slowly push us into a more of an emergency situation coming in the coming months, how are how are people going to react? How bad is it going to get? That? I think the decision makers are scared to death that when this thing goes, that there's the revolt may be something more they can handle, Joe. Yeah, and and again, I'll use uh, coronavirus another great example. Look at what they were able to accomplish. Don't go to work. Don't open your doors, and by and large. That's what companies did. They said, "Okay, nope, nobody come to work today. You're not a if you weren't essential. Don't go to work, right? Uh, you have to be vaccinated or you have to wear a mask to go to work. And, and guess what? That's what happened. Right? And again, if everyone had just stuck together and said that ain't happening, right? But but too many people are willing to go along, and now already the laws have already been changed." I don't think most people wanted to believe, right? Dodd Frank, right? That was the that was Congress's answer to too big to fail. Most people made an assumption wrongly, by the way, that that would fix the problem. And of course, I say it all the time. The solution was right in the title: too big. Too big. Well, what's the solution to too big? Make it smaller. Easy. Right? And just go back. Listen, too big. Think about how quickly they broke it. They actually didn't get rid of those laws. Because there was laws going back to the Great Depression that prevented banks from being so big. I don't know about Colorado, but here in Arizona, everyone remember Valley National Bank? 
which then became Bank One, which is now, I don't know, it's either City or J.P. Morgan, I one of the two, right? They're just gone. We've lost almost 75% of our banks in the last 25, 30 years. They're gone, gobbled up, because they changed the laws. The simple solution was change them back. Make them small again. Nope, they didn't want to do that. Instead, what they did is they said, the depositors will pay. Just like it used to be. Listen, 1933, they shut the bank. Banks were closed. You're not getting in. And when they when the banks reopen, and Jason will tell you because he's a history buff, over 50% of the banks never reopened. Jason, what happened to those people's money? They never got it, you know. They never got it. Things were bad. Gone. Things were bad. Even the insurance companies. Gone. Insurance companies were giving people IOUs. Oh well, well, well we're you're insured, but we got we got to wait till enough people. Well, and again, have. this is what you're going to get this time. Quite honestly, when when this happens, they've got it all planned out. Well, you know what we've noticed that you've had 100,200, pick the number, right? Anything over 250, gone. So if you learn nothing else from me, if you never buy an ounce of gold from me, at least be smart enough not to have more than 250,000. But let's talk about that when we return. 800 So we're talking about, uh, is our money really safe? And here's the sad part. You know, and most of these, and I, I only can talk about the ones I could do. So the bank I go to, they're all young people in there. The, the branch manager uh, usually is somebody in their mid-20s. Does I know more about banking than he does. I mean, that's just the sad reality. Uh, but here's what it really is. And, and again, I've given you real live examples. The government now because of the way laws are written, can go in and basically claim an emergency and lock up your accounts, period. Who knows? You made a donation to the wrong thing. Well, I supported the the trucker's right to protest or Maybe you're going to give it to the Amazon workers when they all walk out uh, down the road. I don't know, whatever it may be. And you, oh, well, you, uh, uh, you say you're part of MAGA, or, or you wrote a Facebook post that we deem to be unacceptable or dangerous. And it'll be locked up. But for most people, outside of that you know, crazy extremist thing, which really should be, right? That should be ridiculous, but it's the truth. That's what's, what's happening right now. And with the digital currency, it's going to be even worse. But how they have the law written now, and this is just my belief, on, on if you have less than $10,000, I don't think they're going to do anything to you. I don't think. Don't quote me. They can, but I don't think that they will. 
anything over that. And why 10,000? Because that just seems to be right, Jason. In every piece of legislation they write about money, seems like $10,000, right? Well, I guess the last I remember, Janet Yellen, she wanted the IRS to report anybody that bought anything over 600 bucks. So maybe I'm wrong on the 10000 I think it's a number, Joe, that can help. That just, 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 hey, most people can get through the next month with less than ten thousand. You know, over ten thousand, you don't need that. We'll take that. Yeah, and I right, and I, and again, it could be less, but I'm going to say ten thousand or under. Hey, you're, you're, you're probably going to be okay. Anything over that, there's going to be a chart. You know, I say there's a board. There's really not going to be a board per se. Just a chart. Well, anything between ten thousand and one dollars to nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, right there from twenty thousand to forty thousand. You know, in, in this chart, it's going to tell them how much money you get. Like I said, anything over two fifty, they're taking it. The rest of it. Based on this, and they're going to look at it and, and be able to say, well, we think you can survive on X. Especially those of you, man, you got 200000 Let's just say you're smart. Hey, I'm under two fifty. I got 225000 in my bank account. And I've had it in that bank account for the last five years, ten years. Well, they already know. Well, you really don't need it then, do you? Because you didn't do what we wanted, which was for you to spend it all. But since you didn't do that, like Jason said during the Great Depression, insurance companies were writing IOUs. That's what you're going to be left with. Hey, you know what? We'll give you, you got 225000 in here. We're going to give you twenty five. But the other 200000 here's an IOU. And here's the bad part about that. The real bad part is... That's when things are really going to be on sale. That's when you really want to take that 225000 and start buying stuff. Joe, some people listening will be thinking, well, who's going who's to you know, put up with that? Who's going to stand for such a thing? And we know with coronavirus, people are standing for a lot. But, but think about it in a, a, a crazy economic situation, and, they, and, and things are bad. I mean, look at the, just, just do the baby formula. Let's pretend there's no baby formula at all, zero. Not, not empty shelves or close to empty shelves. None. You know, babies are actually going to die, right? Under that situation, like, well, we need to, we uh, we all need to band together for this these these uh, these unprecedented times, uh, and we'll give you an IOU, and it, you'll get it back. And that that's how they disguise it, Joe, and everyone will accept it. Well, and this is the point: the laws are already there in place to do this. Correct. This is what Dodd Frank did. This is what a bail in actually means. It's legal. Exactly. And let's face it, the bank is closed. Who are you going to yell at? Right? And it's not going to be uh, a debate. You're not going to be, well, I'm going to plead my case and I'm going to sue them. That all sounds wonderful. With what money? Right? And good luck. I mean, eventually it'll go through the Supreme Court in three, four, five years down the road. But again, they're going to put the word emergency in it. And the Supreme Court's going to say what? 
Well, it was an emergency. Right? It had to be done. Just like all the other rules. Just think, think about the Freedom of Information Act request. That all of a sudden we're supposed to know about two years later that even the Federal Reserve went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, ah, okay, since you said so, uh, they're going to have to wait another decade to find out what you really did. That's the reality. Those are the facts. I, I would venture to say, I don't know, the bank account may be the least, in a real true financial emergency, it's probably the least safe place. But then again, you know, who am I? What do I know? 800-951-0592. I knew inflation wasn't transitory. I knew gas was going to five bucks. Man, I'm a pretty smart guy. We'll be back. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Wall Street is is mixed. The Dow's up forty. Uh, the S and P and the Nasdaq are actually in negative territory. Gold's up five, kind of stabilizing here uh, at eighteen thirteen. Silver up fifty cents today, uh, twenty one fifty. Again, stabilizing here. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles. We continue to be. The cheapest in the country, uh, they're $720 a roll. Uh, that puts us at about a buck, buck and a half less than anybody else out there. Some of them get close to this. Some of them get close. If you, you, but you have to buy three cases. you got to buy 1,500 Silver Eagles. We're here. We give you that price if you buy 20. Uh, just a roll of silver eagles, more or less three cases. $720 a roll on silver here. Just think about how inexpensive that is compared to where we were just 10 days ago. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I, I don't want to call it the bottom because I've been getting burned here, but at least it, it appears, uh, stabilizing here. And I think once we get back to focusing on economic data versus the Fed, uh, we're going to see gold and silver rally right back. 800-951-0592. And I still got 20s at 2135. A quick look at crude oil. Up another $2. Uh, about 11213 Natural gas, $8. Unleaded gas. Man, it just doesn't stop here. 404 now. That's the, the highest I, I've seen it at least today. That is on the wholesale side. Uh, that, that's gas right now. 404, 405. That, that, that equates at about 525 to 530 here in Arizona. But remember those crack spreads are so big. Jason, that actually could be a, even a little bit. I could be understating it there. Uh, and I actually expect oil to continue to rally through uh, Labor Day or Memorial Day. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right, Joe. And, and at the price of the Silver Eagles that you've got, uh, I mean, you were almost buying them for that much for a short time a few weeks ago, and we were trying to think about this. What about three weeks ago? Uh, we were we were paying thirty four dollars an ounce uh, on Silver Eagles. So uh, it really is a, a good opportunity, Silver. Uh, at least starting to show, uh, showing signs of stabilizing. Uh, remember, I think it was, what was it, Friday? Uh, it was, silver touched 90 ounces to an ounce of gold, uh, which just really meant, uh, it was significantly, you know, for me, most of you that listen to me for any length of time, 
I think 65 ounces is fair value. Right now, the ratio, you need 85 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold. Uh, that tells me buy it and, and buy it as you can. Uh, we also still have half top, excuse me, half dollars at 240 a roll. Uh, and again, we're the cheapest in the country on those as well. well yeah, and let's illustrate that one more time. A couple of weeks ago, we were buying for 34, and today you can buy at 36. <laughs> that's 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 pretty incredible, Joe. That's you know, even for even for all the stuff you've done over the years, yeah, you and Eric before you. That's that's pretty extraordinary to in that time frame. Yeah, it, it really is a, a great opportunity to to buy some more at a lower price. Uh, you know, and, and so many things we didn't even get to talk about today. Uh, Lloyd Blankfein, former CEO of Goldman Sachs, talking. Listen, very very. Very was the words that he used. Very, very, very likely recession is coming. And again, I I can guarantee. I guarantee. I think it's. I think it's worse than recession. Pacer Radio News Hour. 